The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, home of the authentic teachings of the Ascended Masters who invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Good. We're all present and accounted for. Yes. Well, you know, we speak of awakening to the light within, and today that's what we're going to focus on. We're going to focus on that light within. Um, This is the divine spark that blazes within the secret chamber of our hearts, and it is a sacred flame from God's own heart. We refer to this as the threefold flame. So what do we know about it? Well, the threefold flame is in everyone's heart Mm -hmm. because that's the presence of God with us. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within. You know, and what does that mean? You know, is it by my gallbladder or, you know, my left ear? I mean, I'm not being facetious. You know, it means that the presence of God is within us. Yes. And that is manifest physically as literally a threefold flame within our hearts. And this is a profound teaching when you think about it. You know, um, and one of the things that we would um, differentiate here is that there, there's the heart chakra. And then the secret chakra of the heart where the threefold flame resides is separate yeah. From the heart exactly. chakra. Exactly. And this is where we can go into this inner chamber. We can visualize this place within and go there to speak, to commune with our Christ self and with our I am presence. Absolutely. You, we, you can even visualize it, you know, however you see a, a place of worship, a holy place. You know, some of us might see it as a church, others by, from a temple of some kind. But you can visualize an altar with your threefold flame. There's three flames, pink, blue, and yellow. Mm-hmm. And you can visualize that and in attendance this flame is your holy Christ self, your guardian angel, if you will. Jesus can be there, any other master, Gautama Buddha, whatever. It's a holy place within you. The kingdom of God is within us, and this is where it's resident, within our physical form. And you know, the uh, the easiest way for people to realize uh, what it looks like, or to visualize it, I should say, is just imagine a, uh, a fleur-de-lis. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's kind of that's kind of what it looks like. Father, Son, and we... Holy Spirit. Yes, yeah. Yeah, exactly, the Trinity. And these are three flames, as, as Sid said. Pink, blue, and yellow, uh-huh. and they are intertwined. And a little white globe at the bottom. The purity of it, you know, yeah. seated the in mother, the, pure, yeah. the divine mother. Yeah. Well, you know, it's one of those um, very interesting issues because when we talk about the threefold flame, we're talking about something that is not huge. <laughs> right? no. and, and how big is it, Terry? <laughs> well, it's a sixteenth of an inch, and I, I had a little fun today. I, I made a I made up a one sixteenth of an inch picture of one, which of none of us can see because, <laughs> and it's really small. It's very small, but it's God. It's pure God, and that's the most important thing to remember. And we do we do not want to extinguish it. We want to cause it to grow, 
and we can talk about that later by keeping our harmony in one thing and another. You know, it's interesting in the Bible when you, you read about these people lived 800 years and so forth, and you think, how is that possible? Well, the answer is they had much bigger threefold flames in those days, right. and so it could sustain life in the physical form much longer. And what happened? Well, the lords of karma said, look, these people, what they're doing, they're getting into ruts, and they're making 800 years of karma. They never get out of these ruts, so we're going to reduce the threefold flame and shorten the lifespan. So now we only make 60 or 70 years of karma, and, and then there's <laughs> right. a break, so to speak. And I'm not being facetious, no, but, it, it's but it's true. It was a mercy to us because people were making so much karma. They live so long. And you know what happens when people get into patterns or momentums. If they're not great, they'll go on indefinitely until they're broken. One of the things that we've done in the past, we've talked about how you can identify within yourself where you maybe have strength. You might feel that you're a power person, you're more blue, a little bit less hard, maybe a little bit less of the wisdom. (laughs) Ideally, we want to balance the threefold flame so that each of these three plumes is more or less equal. Well, to make your ascension, you have to have a balanced threefold flame. They don't, it's not said it has to be so big, but it must be balanced. And so we have a tendency necessary to build on our own strengths. Mm Um, that's just a natural inclination. I'm good at this. I want to do this more. And that in itself is not bad, but we need to look at the other parts of our lives, you know. Um, and Mrs. Prophet in one of her lecture excerpts today will talk about hardness of heart. Yes. You know, that this from unkindness, insensitivity, the forms around the heart chakra. Well, obviously, that person needs more of the pink, more love. And so it takes a conscious effort to balance those. And most of us know where we're strong and where we're a little weaker. Yeah, that was the point I wanted to make is that we, we can generally tell if we tune in, it doesn't take a lot to realize I could use a little bit more compassion, a little bit more softness in my heart, or maybe I'm just kind of a little bit low in the wisdom flame and I could use a bit of a boost there. And, you know, ask God to lead you and help you with this. Exactly. We have prayers and decrees that can help with that. But again, we're on a path and that's what we have to remember. We're not passive residents of planet Earth. We're here to learn, we're here to grow, we're here to gain mastery, we're here to balance our karma. And how can we do this? We have the light of God within our hearts. Think about that. God is present in your heart. And when you think about that, doesn't it kind of change the way you look at the world and how you're going to use God's energy that comes to you each day Mm -hmm. and the sacredness of God's presence? You know, I'm going to live to honor that flame. In, in my daily life and respect that light and energy at every level on my chakras. Well, this is the light, this is the energy that animates life. Absolutely. And we have talked again many times about being co-creators with God. This is what we use as that energy to create as God would create. So our every thought, word, motive, and deed is generated through this power. And you know, um, businesses are starting to run a little bit more heart-centered, uh, I've noticed over the last few years. You know, there's more of a, there's more of a focus on Let's not be so tyrannical, you know, with our leadership within business. Let's, let's have a little more heart. And, uh, and so that's, that's a good indication. And also, I was going to mention that uh, in the medical field, uh, there's an area of the heart, actually, that the doctors do stay away from because that hmm. evidently coincides with this secret chamber. And they, they will not cut that part the, open. The I don't know that much about The secret chamber it. is at the ethereal level. It's at a spiritual level. Um, and so the threefold flame, you couldn't cut open a heart and see it, obviously, because it's at a spiritual level, although it's within our physical form. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine, hey, Bob, what's that? <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> hey, Bob. <laughs> oh, sorry, Dr. Bob. Yeah, that's right. Well, we're, you can lose the threefold flame. And I think that there are, there are individuals out there, mechanization generations, who don't have a threefold flame. Well, what happens is, um, you know, 
we're given a threefold flame, but if we don't use, you know, we're, it, we, we want to grow it through our devotion, our love, our givingness. But people that continually manifest anger mm-hmm. and hatred and so forth, they can have their threefold flames put out, literally. They're gone. Now, when that happens, um, you know, thanks be to God, you can win it back through devotion and service and, you know, ask God to reignite the threefold flame. But what happens is when people get, get momentums of anger and hatred, they're very hard to break. And until they will bend the knee and say, God, look, I know I've blown it. I want to either strengthen my threefold flame. I want to be delivered of this hardness of heart, this hatred, this burden. You know, help me. I'm willing to walk this path. And there have been occasions where, and we know what's happened, where people have gotten their threefold flame back. So just because you lose your temper once doesn't mean you've lost your threefold right. flame. But we're talking on an ongoing basis. And, you know, there's a certain core anger that people have going back many embodiments. And a lot of times that's anger against God because God took a loved one or God didn't answer a certain prayer. And, of course, all this is karmic related. You know, we create our own karma, but people blame God. So we have to be very careful in not getting angry at God because that's something we carry in our hearts from generation to from lifetime to lifetime. And if we understand that all everything in our world is karma that we brought upon ourselves, there's no reason to be angry at God. Indeed. And and we don't condemn ourselves for that, but God is ready to help us and we bend the knee. He'll help us if we lost our threefold flame to regain it, if we still have it to strengthen, balance and grow it. You know, and, and I was just going to say, that's one of the beauties of, of uh, a spiritual community. I mean, for the most part, we look around our brothers and sisters here, where we are out here in Montana, you don't see people getting angry for the most part. I, I mean, I don't. I, I can't think of anything right now. But once in a while, you know, something will happen. And well, so, you know, we're not perfect, and pockets no. come up, and you say, yeah. whoa, where did that come from? Right. It could be a very deep record, you know, from, you know, 100,000 years ago. And you say, okay... That's not really me. I may have created 100,000 years ago, but I don't want any part of it. I'm going to put it in the violet flame. I'm going to ask for forgiveness, and I'm going to make the calls on it, these momentums. Because, you know, we have a lot of stuff going on in our subconscious that probably we don't want there. And it can be very subtle. It can be what we call mild dislike. Sure. Right? It can be, yeah, well, and then we have a decree, the count to nine decree, right. which is a wonderful way to eliminate those temptations when they do arise. You know, because I think sometimes we get tempted to anger in a, in a moment, in a heated moment, perhaps, we don't really often take time to think. Right. You know, the old adage about we'll count to ten. Yeah. Well, the count to nine decree is a wonderful thing. And again, you, if you want to, tsl.org slash bookstore, look for the decree book on our website. And uh, you can download that. And you can look for the, I think it's, what, um, zero point, zero, it doesn't matter. It's in the white section. But the yeah. count, count to nine, look it up. It's but, really but I think what the, I'm sorry, Tom. But I think what this indicates is that because we're on a path, we attempt to self-correct. We don't pretend we don't have these issues. Yeah, I've had anger come up. I don't like it, but I'm not going to ignore it. I'm going to put it in the violet flame. I'm going to make prayers to be delivered of all momentums of anger. You know, you get if you have psychological work you need to do with a therapist. You see, all this works together as a path. And you can strengthen your threefold flame and grow it, and you'll have the light of God and the power of God at a much different level as you learn to use it properly and to give to serve others. You know, I just want to comment, you know, Jesus, when he walked the earth, his threefold flame was bigger than his body. <laughs> Ours is one sixteenth of an inch. So, you know, where did his power come from? Well, that's a pretty good indication of where it came from. Yes. So, you know, we don't condemn ourselves because it's so small, but we say, whoa, what kind of potential do we have if we're willing to make the effort to understand it, to work on our various issues, <coughs> yes, and to strive? Mm-hmm. And it's unlimited what we can do with God's help. 
Well, and I think that's probably the key there is that there is no limitation. This is an infinite power that we have access to. We're tapping into our God source. We are one with that source. And, and, this, and you know, another thing we can talk about uh, maybe, uh, maybe now just a little bit or at the uh, last segment is uh, how the uh, various little beings from the elemental kingdom. Can, let's go there later because that's a bigger topic. Oh, it's a, it's a wonderful topic. Yeah, I, I, I love the whole concept of the elementals. You know? I, I, I do too. But I think at this point, we have um, today, we're going to play two different recorded uh, pieces. Uh, we really want to treat you to this whole concept of the flame in the heart. And coming up after a short break, we're going to play the first of these two. And it's an interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet that's entitled Flame in the Heart. And you're going to love this. This is just a beautiful interview uh, with her. And then the third segment, you'll stay with us, we'll play an excerpt from a very um, wonderful um, lecture on how to develop the heart chakra. Go ahead. You know, I just think, you know, man, know thyself. And if we understand that God is literally in our hearts in this flame, Mm. it changes everything. We're not worthless sinners because how could God be present in us if we're worthless sinners? It doesn't mean we haven't sinned and made mistakes. Obviously, we have. But God is saying this is your potential if you will choose to follow it. And people can reject it. They can say, I don't want any part of God. And some people have done that. But if you want to become all that you can be in God, honor the threefold flame. And to honor it, we have to understand it. And that's what we're going to do today. Exactly. And that's why we, we invite everybody to awaken to the light within, to awaken to this power within. It's a profound concept. The flame in the heart. Well, we're going to take a short break, and when we return, we'll hear that interview. Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org 
slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a keeper of the flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And welcome back, everyone. Today we are talking about the threefold flame in the heart. And here, as promised, is the interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the flame in the heart. And our interviewer is Doug Kenyon. We talked yesterday about the four lower bodies. Where do we go from here in healing? Understanding the four lower bodies is obeying the ancient injunction, man, know thyself. And man must know himself in order to heal himself. The four lower bodies are vehicles. They are interpenetrating sheaths of consciousness. Along with these vehicles, which are referred to as coats of skins in Genesis, and notice that that coats is plural and not singular, denoting that there are these four vehicles. Along with these, then, there are centers of God consciousness which interpenetrate through the four lower bodies. The seven major centers are corresponding to the seven rays of the Christ and the Buddha. These seven centers are called chakras. A chakra is a wheel, a vortex of light. Its purpose is to take in light as nourishment for the four lower bodies and to give forth light. The sending forth of the light is an action of alpha. The taking in of light is an action or reaction of omega. So the going out and the coming in of energies within the chakras is another balance of the Father-Mother God within the temple. The key chakra of the temple is the heart, because in the heart is the threefold flame of life. The threefold flame of life is one with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit at all hours of the day and night. And therefore, right within this temple, upon the altar of the heart, there is burning a flame that is actually God in manifestation. It is through this flame that we can invoke the light of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for the redistribution of energies in the temple when there is disorder or dis-ease or discord that is the absence of wholeness. In our meditation then upon Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we visualize the I am that I am as a great sphere of white light pulsating just above our own being. 
Coming forth out of this white sphere is all of the energy of God that is necessary for the manifestation of wholeness. We are taught by the Holy Spirit that the violet flame must blaze through and pour through our temple to sweep it clean, to consume this cause and core of our misuse of energy in this and past incarnations. For the disciple of the new age, the one entering the age of Aquarius, who has sensed the new dispensation, the new energy, but is not quite certain what that energy is, we draw attention to the Master Saint Germain. Saint Germain is the one who comes to teach us the alchemy of the violet flame, and it is his initiation of his disciples. It is the coming of the promised comforter. The beginning of healing is forgiveness. We then must call upon that law of forgiveness and use its instrument, the violet flame, to overcome those conditions that have caused us the karma, the negative karma that has created disease. Does this mean that someone can use the violet flame to heal, say, the common cold? This certainly can be accomplished. And the healing of the common cold, of course, which is a manifestation of emotional substance or an emotional disorder, comes not only with the violet flame, but with the correct balance of energies within the physical body, because it now has become physical, translated from the emotional level. And so we deal with the very chemistry of the physical body itself. Now, this subject is vast. It includes correct diet and the uses of chemistry that are prescribed by physicians. The use of the violet flame, however, is extremely effective, and it can also deal with the problems of biochemistry within the physical body. I'd like to give you an example of the violet flame once again because it is so necessary in this age, and it really is the key to our initiation in this new energy. I am the violet flame in action in me now. I am the violet flame to light alone I bow. I am the violet flame in mighty cosmic power. I am the light of God shining every hour. I am the violet flame blazing like a sun. I am God's sacred power freeing everyone. This mantra, which comes from the heart of Saint Germain, uses the name of God, I Am, with a series of affirmations of this sacred fire. We must always bear in mind that when we say, I am, we are affirming, God in me is. The energy of the I am that I am is qualified now with the violet flame by the action of the Trinity within my heart which is God's gift to me in the endowment of my very own threefold flame. So when we say, I am the violet flame in action in me now, we are saying, God in me is the violet flame in action in me now. This is a very interesting law of force fields. We are declaring that where I am, there God is. And where God is, he is the fullness of this action, this specific action of the violet flame, which is his very own being. 
It takes then understanding of the law and meditation upon this being of God which is where I am to make this use of the science of the spoken word effective. We are not absently or vainly repeating words when we give these mantras. We are entering into a very sacred science of the priest of the order of Melchizedek. It is a sacred science whereby man voluntarily enters into a oneness with his creator, becoming co-creator with him as he is ordained to be. The mediator of this co-creation is always the real self, the anointed one, the Christ. I will give this decree again and ask our listeners to meditate upon the heart as a white sphere and to visualize a greater white sphere above the self. Through this mantra, there is going to be a converging of the sphere within the heart that surrounds the threefold flame with a sphere that is the I Am Presence. This convergence of God above with God below is the essence of our healing and our wholeness. I am the violet flame in action in me now. I am the violet flame to light alone I bow. I am the violet flame in mighty cosmic power. I am the light of God shining every hour. I am the violet flame blazing like a sun. I am God's sacred power freeing everyone. You'll notice that when I give that mantra, it is a voice that is different from my speaking voice. It is God in me speaking from the very depths of my heart and my soul. I have been decreeing, of course, for many, many years. And when I open my mouth and center my energies in the heart, I am surrendering totally my temple and my being and my centers to God. And this centering allows the energy of the Holy Spirit to use my throat center. And the same will happen with our listeners as they become comfortable with the understanding of the self as being the instrument of God. Can you tell us what's actually happening when people invoke the violet flame? I'd like to read to you from Climb the Highest Mountain where Mark and I have recorded St. Germain's teaching on the violet flame. The Master says, The violet flame is the spiritual wine of forgiveness, the quality of mercy that, as Portia said, is not strained, that droppeth as the gentle rain from heaven upon the place beneath. It is twice blessed. It blesseth him that gives and him that takes. When the violet flame is invoked by unascended man, it envelops each atom of his being individually, and instantaneously a polarity is set up between the white fire core of the atom, which being matter assumes the negative pole, and the white fire core of the flame, which being spirit assumes the positive pole. The dual action of the sacred fire in the center of the atom and in the violet flame without establishes a force field that causes the untransmuted densities to be dislodged from between the electrons. As this substance is loosed, the electrons begin to spin more rapidly in their orbits, and by centrifugal force it is thrown into the violet flame. On contact with this fiery essence of freedom's flame, 
the misqualified energy is transmuted into its native purity. Relieved of the patterns of imperfection, this energy of the Holy Spirit is returned to the individual's causal body, where it is stored until he elects to use it once again in the manifestation of the noble work of the Christ on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you very much. Well, yes, indeed. Thank you very much, and amen. Um, <laughs> after a short break, we'll be back with more. This time, we'll come back with a lecture excerpt on how to develop the heart chakra. You stay with us. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. Thanks, everyone, for staying with us. We're talking today about the threefold flame, which is in the secret chamber of the heart, located in or near the heart chakra, which is the central sun of our being. And here is Elizabeth Clare Prophet on how to develop the heart chakra. The heart is the central chakra of your being. It is the line of demarcation between that which is above and that which is below. 
The chakras that are above the heart, including the heart, are for spiritualization and the exercise of free will in bringing down the kingdom of heaven or the consciousness of God to the earth below. The lower chakras involve the functioning of the body, the regulation of the body, and they involve the subconscious and the unconscious records, levels of karma, and the electronic belt. So if you go to the center of this chart now, you see a pink chakra. It has 12 petals. This is the central sun of your being, just as your I am presence is a replica of the great central sun. So here below, that middle chakra, it has three chakras above it and three below, represents the sun presence. It's the sun of Christ, the holy Christ self. We visualize that sphere of white fire each time we meditate. And as we visualize the white fire intensifying there as a spiritual sun, we know that it does increase. You can so meditate upon the heart that you can feel the burning of the spiritual fire in the heart as a physical sensation. And that is why the disciples said when walking with Jesus on the road to Emmaus, did not our hearts burn within us? They did not recognize him in his human form, but their hearts burned by their proximity to their Lord and their Savior. This pink chakra represents divine love. It has 12 petals. That means it focuses the balance of the 12 signs of the zodiac, which are actually 12 hierarchies of light under whom we take our initiations, whereby we can enter into the 12 gates of the city four square. Each of those gates represents another path and another victory we are intended to have. We begin then with the heart chakra as the seat of true Christ consciousness. The heart chakra is not the chakra of the threefold flame. The threefold flame, as you will learn in studies of the human aura under Dwal Kul's teaching, is sealed in an antechamber, the antechamber or the chamber that is behind the 12 petal chakra. The chamber is located in the eighth chakra, and that eighth chakra has eight petals. So if you can look as though you were looking off to the side of that chakra in the direction of the heart where your heart would be, there is where you would position this eight-petal chakra. So first we must perfect divine love in the heart. We must understand that chakras are not perfect. They are shown as perfect on this chart. But as we have misused God's energy, so that energy collects around the vortex of the chakra, the wheel, the flower of those petals unfolding. Every petal of every chakra has a significance of a certain and specific vibration. So the pure power of this 12-petal chakra is the power of love. Any force of anti-love that we have ever qualified that is collected there will be a block to our expression of true divine love, compassion, charity, understanding, the givingness of ourselves. What usually collects at the heart chakra is what is called hardness of heart or the unmerciful heart. The unmerciful heart never forgives. 
it may say that it forgives. People may say, yes, I forgive you. But they hold bitterness and resentment, not only for one lifetime, but for many, many lifetimes. The ability to forgive is the primary quality of Christ. When someone has a true capacity to forgive and forget and move on, you know that they have a developed Christ flame. The unmerciful heart, unless it does change, unless it does enter into that true spirit of Christ forgiveness, will not see God, will not enter the kingdom of God. We need to truly search our souls to know if we harbor resentment toward any part of life. It is not easy to forgive, especially grave wrongs, wrongs involving life and death. I can tell you how I have come to that equipoise of forgiveness. It is the understanding of the promise of God. God has said to us, Vengeance is mine, I will repay. He has made good on that by establishing his law of karma, which is inexorable, it is unerring. Karma means that everything that everyone does eventually comes back to them. If people send out condemnation and hate and hate creations, if they do wicked things, if they murder, rape, kill, abuse, life, they will bear the burden of that in such a horrendous way that they are to be pitied and not to be condemned. They will not escape the law. Sometimes we think we have to take justice into our own hands because the law doesn't act fast enough. We don't see anything happening. We see the evildoer getting off scot-free. What we learn from the teachings of Philos the Tibetan in his book, The Dweller on Two Planets, is that the return of karma sometimes takes lifetimes, not even in the next lifetime, but many lifetimes down the road. Suddenly an individual may be in the heyday of success and accomplishment, and all of a sudden some grave calamity comes upon him. We see this every day upon earth. We see it in the lives of friends, people who are lovely people. We cannot understand why such a burden would come upon them. It is because they have advanced far beyond the scene of the crime committed in ancient times, which now comes full circle to their doorstep. And so it seems that the law is unjust and they are undeserving of what has happened to them. A mother with eight children to care for suddenly passes on from an unknown disease. The answer lies in a true understanding of justice and a true understanding that every soul who is a servant of God truly desires to pay his debts and make things right. And the soul is accepting of the karma when finally it comes due if that soul is not in rebellion against God and cursing God. The expiation of karma is absolutely necessary to our progress on the path. The Ascended Masters have taught us that we can avert ultimate untimely death or accidents that cause us to be crippled for life or conditions that really limit us by entering immediately into loving service to life as soon as we understand the law 
and by calling forth the violet flame. The violet flame is an intense light and energy which transmutes these past records for which we are truly sorry and have profound regret that we have harmed or injured any part of life or that we have broken any one of God's laws. We desire with all of our hearts to make good on past actions of wrong. So God gives us the opportunity. And the Lord's Prayer says it all. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Which means that in the same manner in which we forgive one another, our God will forgive us. And if we do not forgive one another our sins in our hearts, then that mercy will also be withheld from us. This is the grave danger of the unmerciful heart. It hurts most of all the one who retains it. Hardness of heart is like a substance of concrete that encases the heart and doesn't allow us to send out love. Hardness of heart creates insensitivity to life. We no longer identify with another's pain, but we expect everyone else to identify with our sorrows and our pains. Opening up the heart to the sufferings of humanity and to individual persons we know, providing comfort and care for them, is the beginning of the melting of that granite that can encase the heart so that it cannot expand. This is the condition of many today. Because God wants so much for us to expand love in our hearts, he allows us to suffer and to know pain and to reap our karma. Because for most people, the only way that we really learn our lessons is through pain. Either we learn our lessons for the love of God and his people, or we learn them by experiencing pain and sorrow whereby we have grieved, we have suffered loss, we have suffered burden in our bodies, and suddenly we have a knowing of how everyone else in the world has suffered and what other people have gone through. So pain is the other side of bliss. When you know intense pain, so you come to the place of transcending that pain. And if you have a right heart, you have gratitude to God for the experience of suffering and pain because through it you come to the point of exaltation of God in yourself and you know his bliss in you. Those who do not love God or his law become angry at God for every calamity that comes upon them. And they blame God for all the wrongs and ills of the world instead of seeing that we by free will have created everything that takes place upon the planet. When you come to the age of responsibility that you understand that everything that has happened to you in your life is the result of your doing in this life or a previous life, you are about to begin the walk of the responsible son and daughter of God. You are about to turn around and face the sun, pick up all the debris you have scattered hither and thither carelessly and irresponsibly, put it into the violet flame, and be accountable for how you have spent God's limitless energy given to you. So as we approach this throne of grace, the threefold flame, the three-in-one of the heart, we then are able to meditate upon love and to know that without love it is impossible to reunite with God. 
the threefold flame that is in the antechamber has been reduced to one-sixteenth of an inch in height in most people, that is, in people who have not so totally extinguished that spark that they have none at all. People through anger and condemnation of God have in fact blown out that flame and do not have it. The meaning of Jesus Christ, our Savior, in this moment is that he has saved us to give us another opportunity to earn back that threefold flame, to expand it, to balance it, and also to receive a reconnection to our Holy Christ Self. When you address that flame, you are addressing the Trinity of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit because it is their light that does coalesce as the three plumes of the flame, the blue, the yellow, and the pink. To realize that you are addressing God's consciousness and the very personification of God in a flame that is one-sixteenth of an inch high presents a miracle, a miracle of God's intercession and the reality that God does live in our temple in this very moment. It is such a precious sense of the holiness of God that we feel, of the light of God, of his sacred fire, that this is what in fact makes us issues of God, sons and daughters of God, that we have in this temple here below the very essence of our immortal identity. And God has breathed upon this flame the breath of the Holy Spirit, has reignited it in this temple each time we have been born, each time our soul has descended into a new body. We are reconnected here below. It is the miracle of this flame that allows you to think, to order your life, to make decisions, to have discrimination between light and darkness and good and evil, to direct your life, to exercise your free will as being congruent with God's will. This is the seat of your real consciousness. It's not in the brain, it's in the heart. Uh. <laughs> it's in the heart, Tom. It's in the heart, not in the brain. <laughs> we'll be back in a moment. Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. 
listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And welcome back, everyone. Thank you for staying with us. In the last segment, we heard Mrs. Prophet talking about hardness of heart and that the antidote for that is forgiveness. Forgiveness. You know, when I first learned about the path of personal Christhood, you know, I envisioned temples and secrets and, you know, all kinds <laughs> of esoteric teachings. And, and there's some truth in that. Yep. But really, the essence of Christhood, as Mrs. Prophet said, is forgiveness. That's the primary quality of the Christ. Mm-hmm. And so we see as we begin this path, you know, we're looking for all this secret knowledge and so forth. We've got to start at the beginning. The beginning <laughs> is forgiveness and softening the heart. You know, I've, as you know, many of you know, listen to this, I was a banker for many years. And, you know, bankers have a bad reputation for hardness <laughs> yeah. of heart, you know, <laughs> sometimes not, not unfounded, I might add. And, you know, when I first heard the teaching about softening the heart, it had never occurred to me that I had hardness around my heart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the reasons it never occurred to me is because I had hardness around my heart. Do you see what I mean? In other words, yeah. when you build up these momentums, it's very hard to see the truth and the light. So when they come to us, it is truly a mercy. So the path of personal Christhood begins with honoring the light of God within our hearts and living as God would have us live. And, of course, forgiveness is the beginning of that. And as Mrs. Prophet said, sometimes it's the hardest test. And so these very basic qualities of Christhood are things we need to master. And, yes, there is esoteric knowledge, and God will teach us things as we progress. But this is where we begin. You mentioned it before, and I think we heard her also mention it in that segment we just listened to, that we also forgive God. And it isn't just forgiving ourselves, but a lot of us, as you said earlier, we carry rage, anger, condemnation of God for things that are done, we think to us, not with any kind of... You know, when I heard that teaching, I thought, well, I'm not angry at God, you know? (laughs) But what happens is there are pockets in our psyche that may go back 100,000 years, and until we resolve those, they're going to stay there. So we can ask God, please forgive me for any anger against you. Deliver me from that anger that I have towards you or any part of life. And you mentioned also forgiving yourself. Sometimes that's the hardest thing to do. So it's a process, as we've shared. And, you know, when you begin this path and you read and you grow, it's very exciting, but it's also hard work. You know, and I think that people are unfortunately handicapped when they don't have the knowledge of reincarnation and karma, frankly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, I was, I was thinking during that last segment, I made a little note to myself here, where um, I was, I'm remembered that I'm remembering that it's important for parents when they're teaching their children to um, because children are old souls in small bodies, yeah. <laughs> and so they're they're coming up with old momentums that they're used to, and so when Susie and Billy are not getting along, and the one parent says, "Now you tell Billy, you tell Susie that you're sorry," and the child says. Sorry, um, that's not right. Well, it's what not they need enough. To, what's that? It's not enough. No, and it's and it's not the full statement. Mm-hmm. So they need to use God's name, I am, mm-hmm. and say, I am sorry, or I'm sorry. And, and uh, there's a whole different vibration. You know, this may apply to husbands and wives, too. What do you think, Terry? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would work. Yeah. I forgive you, but, you know, right. <laughs> yes. I was still right. That hanging clause. <laughs> but you can just hear that. Sorry, yeah, you no. know, it's, it's just not right. When yeah. you claim it with the mantle of your Christ self, yeah. I am sorry. Yeah, that's God right. God in me. Well, and that, that makes it pure. Yes. And, does. you know, she also said, and this is one of the things we learned, you know, being parents, being, uh, you know, mates and in relationships, pain is sometimes the price of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And we were taught pain in order to learn compassion. One of the ways out of the hardness of heart. 
Yeah, we yeah. learn by our mistakes if we're willing to. You know, and, she's, and she said in the earlier segment that the beginning of healing is forgiveness. The beginning is, yeah. yeah. Now, speaking of learning by increments to you know, acquire this uh, compassion opening the heart, a lot of uh, beings, perhaps some we even know, didn't begin their journey to the heart of God with a threefold flame, did they? No. Uh, and in particular, I'm thinking about the elementals, mm-hmm. uh, the little beings of fire, air, water, and earth who tend our beloved planet and our bodies and help take care of everything in the physical. And some are not so little. And yeah, I know some <laughs> of them are huge. You yeah. know? Some of these fiery salamanders are like huge. huge. Big guys. But anyway, <laughs> so these beings can win a threefold mm-hmm. flame. Um, many times... Uh, uh, well, Sid, maybe you can elaborate well, on well, how that's it, done. It's important to understand that elementals are not immortal. They don't have necessarily fixed lifespans like we do, mm-hmm. but they, they, won't, they won't be around forever unless they earn a threefold flame. And so we have to be kind to elementals. We have to teach them. We have to have a pure atmosphere and a, you know, keep chemicals out of the system and so forth, and they bear the burden of best qualified energy. But very advanced elementals, and they be maybe in the body of a horse or a dog, or, or those are perhaps the most advanced elephants, dolphins, I think, mm-hmm. they can earn a threefold flame through service to life. Mm-hmm. And this is very exciting. And there's people walking the earth today that began as elementals. Archangel Michael began as an elemental. That's correct. Yeah. So that's why we have to be so sensitive to nature and give them love and help and get them to use the violet flame. And they bear the weight and burden of disqualified energy. And they have to throw it off sometimes in cataclysm. And so using the violet flame, you can liberate the elementals. And what, you know, many of us have had a dog that's been so precious, and you can see the love in the face of the dog. And there's an elemental living in that dog. And they can progress and grow. And I tell my dog, you better learn some obedience if you want to get a threefold flame. <laughs> but um, nonetheless, the elementals need our love and our prayers, and they too can progress. And that's an exciting thing for them. Yeah. Do we have time to uh, maybe talk just a moment about the body elemental? Sure, well, we do. Yeah. Uh, Every person has a body elemental, mm-hmm. and this elemental works to keep your body healthy. And you have this same body elemental in all your embodiments, and they are a companion with you. And you have to love that elemental, just as you love your inner child, send love and healing light and vital flame. They work very hard to keep you healthy and reassure them that you're not going to forget them. When you make your ascension, your body elemental can go with you. Mm-hmm. Isn't that exciting? Yes. So love your body, and when you love your body, you love your body elemental. What I always pray is for my Holy Christ self and my body elemental to work together to bring balance in my four lower bodies. Oh, and, that's a and, nice prayer. Yeah, and one way to show the love of your body elemental is to eat well, yeah. to live a balanced life. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. want to help us. They do want to help us. We have to allow them to yeah. do it. I can tell you one more quick thing about sure. body elemental. Yeah. <laughs> they usually wear an outfit from your favorite embodiment. Oh, really? <laughs> so if you had a particular embodiment you loved, often that body elemental will be dressed that way. That's why mine's wearing lederhosen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. And you know, it was something I was thinking of earlier, too. When I was a little child, I had a, a, a top that where you push down on the Oh, I remember on this. It, and it was, it was pink, blue, and yellow. And the interesting thing is, the faster it goes, it turns white. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? It's beautiful. It's a yeah. life lesson in a toy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, boy, another hour is just slipping by here. Before we sign off, I want to give a link. Uh, we've received a number of emails from people asking us to repeat the link for the free Violet Flame book. This is The Violet Flame to Heal Body, Mind, and Soul. It is yours absolutely free. All you've got to do is go to tsl.org slash book. That's tsl.org slash 
Violet Flame book. And also, um, I wanted to mention this. I mentioned this before the show began today. I, I just read an interesting article that I just uh, got a good laugh out of. And I think that, that, that my heart loves to laugh. And this was simply um, titled, Buddhist Extremist Cell Vows to Unleash Tranquility on West. <laughs> It said, in the name of the great teacher, we will stop at nothing to unleash a firestorm of empathy, compassion, and true selflessness upon the West. (laughs) And it said, adding that all enemies of a freely flowing, unfettered state of mind will be besieged with pure, everlasting happiness. (laughs) So I wanted to leave you with that. If only it were true, right? Well, yes, if only it were true. But nonetheless, well, today we've been talking about the threefold flame. And if there's any closing comments either of you have, we could probably give those now. Well, uh, people should get in touch with us if they want to comment. Mm-hmm. Webradio at tsl.org. Mm-hmm. Webradio at tsl.org. And did you have something? I did, God lives in us. Yeah. You yeah. Know? That changes the way we look at ourselves and look at the world. Don't ignore this because it's, it's the open door, literally, Indeed. to spiritual growth and progress. And I think yes. we could end the show with the same words we generally begin it with, which is, we invite you to awaken to the light within. And you'll be glad you did. So everyone, thank you for being with us today. It's been a great show. And we'll uh, be looking forward to being with you at some point in the future, hopefully soon. In the meantime, as we like to say, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are are out out of of this this world. world. God bless you, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.